not. You don't like dirty dick. I'm joking. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Am I allowed to cuss on here? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. That's full of you know, yeah. Um, what it do is good as probably y'all show me ATM. It's your boy O. And we are the Lingo Baby. Um, season four. Season four, episode, episode three. Episode three. I have another um, illustrious guest. Another, wow. Not illustrious. I'm an HBCU or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my uh, name's Spellman. Nice to meet you. Oh my God. Highly regarded. No, definitely. Um, yo, we have just a problem in another undisclosed location for, uh, episode three. Um, Niggas don't gotta know where we at, so. Word. I need y'all coming to follow my ass home. <laughs> no, so what can we say about Des? Um, oof. we missed you back in Q's, bro. To make you me know, blush. Like you <laughs> brought the energy wherever you were. For sure. Like remember you back in Shine. For sure. You know. <laughs> R.I.P. It was the chuckle, yeah. No, for R.I.P. to Shine. You know, you had that classic um cover. I forgot what. What the song was for your SoundCloud type um, song? I think it was like Juice. Your, it was Juice, right? I think so. Right on the, on the stairs. And I shot that. Oh, yep. shit. Which she was did. mad funny. Like. She sure did. Nah, um, illustrious rapper, Brooklyn rapper, that's the problem. I'm going to let you introduce yourself and, you know, tell the people about you. But you did such a good job. No, no, um, Hey, on. y'all, I'm Des the Problem. You can also call me Des. Also call me Destiny with two eyes, no Y. Whichever works for you, you feel me? Two eyes, no Y. Heavy I'm not eye. a bougie bitch that don't like people to know my real name and shit. Call me whatever. Just do it the right way. Um, I'm a rapper. I'm a songwriter. I'm not a singer, but I carry notes. <laughs> um, yeah, poet. Shout out high school. Shout out high school. LaGuardia. Shout we out up. LaGuardia. Wow. We up. But we fuck LaGuardia too at the same time. Love hate relationship. Anyone who class of seventeen had it rough because when we came in, we were the first class with a new principal. So luckily when we were all in the audition, yeah. 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 It's literally one of those like them hallmark movies about like a performing arts high school that gets taken over by the principal who wants everything to be all academic so that's what it was and luckily when we were auditioning and stuff we still had the old principal so shout out to her because she knows talent and (laughs) and when we came in we had a new principal let's just say things got to a point where there was one christmas because holidays at LaGuardia are really, really, like, big for us. Mm-hmm. We just do too much all the time. For Christmas, right before Christmas break, all of the instrument well, not all of them, there would be, like, a band of instrumental majors that would walk around the entire school all day and just, like, play music the entire day. Right. No one's trying to do no work. We're trying to listen to them and follow them around the school with our cameras. <laughs> One Christmas, I w- it was probably junior year, I think. Yeah, it was junior year. Same, pr- same principal? Yeah, the new principal. So when we All came right. in, it was like her freshman year too. Okay, work. Okay. So we came in with her. We never got to meet the old one who everyone loved. And so she, one Christmas, decided that we're not going to have any of that until after like eighth period. We had 10 periods back then. Mm-hmm. And therefore, most people were leaving by then or we were all in cl- She was like, oh, we don't want y'all to get distracted. It's like, tomorrow is Christmas. Like, we don't yeah. care. So some kids, or multiple kids went and printed out this like photoshopped thing of her head on the Grinch's body. Yo, and it wow. said the Grinch that stole Christmas. And literally, I'm telling you, it was maybe 500 like pieces of paper all around the school, everywhere. Yo. 
I was like, you that's bold. Hilarious. That's like you some, bold. That's real life some like TV show shit. Yeah, like that's bro. some real life no, like some you, prank shit. shit. Like wow. Wow. I was weak. You hear me? Weak. That shit was hilarious. I felt bad for her though. But also not really, because how dare you? This is a performance art school. Don't get how your panties in a twist. You? No, that's funny as fuck. So deep. That's wow. really funny as fuck, man. And shit. The worst thing I ever saw like that in school was just like maybe a thoughtless in the bathroom on some wow. like toxic masculinity really? shit. Yeah, bro. Like that's some crazy shit. Worst that actually thing? happened. Really? Yes, bro. I've seen some shit in my high school. Well, that's like, bro, Brooklyn Tech. Yeah. I almost went there. Y'all would have met me anyway. You know what's funny? Yeah. You're the reverse of uh my bro Malik. He literally went to Brooklyn Tech. But he got into LaGuardia. That's crazy. Oh, he wow, wanted to really? go to LaGuardia. Yeah. I was literally, I had Brooklyn Tech. I remember I was in eighth grade. That was the day that we have to bring in all our stuff. Yeah. And like our decision or whatever. And I had gotten accepted to a few places. I think it was LaGuardia, Brooklyn Tech, and um, Fashion yeah. Industries. I was going to go there for oh, wow, fashion yeah. design. Damn, yeah, I used to design like Triple when threat, I was younger. Bro. Type shit. Ninety. Look, as far as I'm concerned, I ain't no fashion icon. But catch me when I get this bread, though. <laughs> no fashion icon. Y'all catch better, me when I get this bread, fam. Y'all hoes better start running, cause that's the only way you're gonna beat me. I can't run for <laughs> shit. Anyone will tell you. They know better. Hmm. Ran track for two months. That oh, you see this? Not nah, it. I mean, <laughs> it's not what it is. Can't do so yeah, it was a few places. And eventually it was between Brooklyn Tech and LaGuardia. Right. And I originally had Brooklyn Tech down on my paper because after talking to my parents, I was flipping back and forth for weeks. And we were like, you know what? It's closer. Like, you know, they'll they'll get you where you need to go. Da-da-da-da. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. Because LaGuardia is like over an hour from me. It's by Lincoln Center, Juilliard, all of that. So it's past, past, right. past. And the school days were from nine to like four fifteen, so i was getting home at like six so it was really hard so i was like you know what maybe i should go with brooklyn tech it's closer to me and i won't be as stressed out had that on my paper came into school that day had a breakdown went in the bathroom scribbled out brooklyn tech circled laguardia walked back in and handed it to them so it was wow. literally and that's a good thing that you did that was it well yeah, yeah as somebody who went to me, tech like it wouldn't have fostered you the way you needed to have been fostered. Like, artistic-wise, like, truthfully, like, yeah, nah. I think you, you're you able to be the artist you are and you're able to move through the world the way you do because of the experience you had in high school, for sure. I definitely think that plays a big part as anybody. Like, for me, like, I found my group, but that school was just so big. And it was, like... It's really big. Because it's so big, you have people from so many different walks of life yeah. and on so many different types of timing. Mm-hmm. But when you go to a performing arts school, a lot of the kids there, like, yeah, there might be some slacker kids, there might be some, like, you know, like, whatever, but everybody's in there because they have, like, their specific niche. Like, they're mm-hmm. in there for a specific, you know. Like, thing. Tech was yeah. just, like, a big high school. Like, that's the whole special, like, yeah, the program was whatever, but that's all it was like mm-hmm. it fostered me great in a personal way but in an artistic way not necessarily how it it, it I, should have it should have not even it should have because i didn't expect it from tech like honestly my the other option i was gonna apply to but i ended up i don't even think i applied was frank sinatra <laughs> but it was too close i was like i don't like that i could walk there i don't like that i'm gonna be able to walk there and home my mom gonna expect me home all the time like i can't have mm-hmm. that so like i needed something with distance to just be able to like be myself and grow but yeah definitely i think that that's a good thing that you did that. I definitely think LaGuardia was a different experience that also, like, shows in just how you are now as an artist, I feel like, in a way, because, you know, you really carry that craft so, like, close to home, you know? Super. And it's so interesting because 
that was never on my radar like at all when mm-hmm. i was in seventh and eighth grade looking for high schools like it was i was looking at brooklyn tech and stuyvesant and all those because i was like the straight a kid or whatever that was what it was expected but like my first memory singing in front of a crowd or something i was like 11 and i was in girl scouts yes i was a girl scout <laughs> hey same and i sang adele or something but that's really and i sang like in a christmas show or something but all of us did so it wasn't something that i remember doing that much i was writing songs from young and all of that but not really singing in front of people mm-hmm. but maybe i was a little bit here and there because there was one day where like some students who wanted to apply to performing arts schools and a couple of the teachers because i went to a really tiny school like it was 300 people maybe mm-hmm. and it was pre-k to eighth grade the right. entire school was 300 people okay so wow. maybe like half the girls out of my class were like you know what we're gonna try to like get into the school for singing blah 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 um, no one was really expecting to get into LaGuardia. I wasn't even going to apply to any performing arts schools. Them and the principal and vice principal, I think, were like, no, like, do it. Like, you should try. You should try. I was like, okay. Like, once I decided Whatever, to, yeah, I yeah, got, I really got, yeah. Then I really got into it. I was like, okay, like, maybe I could try it. And I, that was the only performing arts high school I even applied to. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect to get in. Right. And then when I did, I was like. Holy shit. Hmm. I was like, maybe we might want you know? Yeah. And then I was the only one of us to get in. So I was like, nah, I got to hold a torch for the rest of yeah, us. Like, I'm going to feel grimy if, not really grimy, but like, I'm going to feel a way if we all kind of wanted to try this out and I actually did it. And that's a spot that could have gone to someone else. And these were all things that factored into right. my decision. But I think it was the right one for sure. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I put no thought in my eyes. I'm listening no, to y'all. No, I was stressed, I was I was stressed for high school. I, I was crying myself to sleep nah, <laughs> thinking bro, about high school. I was so stressed, right? Because, like, my zone school was Bryant. I knew I didn't want to go to my zone school. Like, like shout out Woodside, but I did not want to go to Bryant High School. And they had just started, like, incorporating a new program where they were, like, splitting up into sections, kind of like tech, mm-hmm. like majors. But mm-hmm. I was like, this is y'all first year doing it. I'm not trying to be a part of that. Like, right. y'all are going to, you know, like, no thank you. And so when I got into tech, like, it was funny because I went to take the, the what is it, the SHSAT? Shis- yeah, yeah the Shisat. The yeah. That, bro, like, I went and took it, and I knew I wanted to get into tech, but I knew I wasn't that smart. So I put (laughs) Stuyvesant first and, like, two, three other schools before tech because I was like, I'm going to do so bad on the math that they're going to have to be like, nah, to the first couple choices. Word to everything. Word to everything. And I did that, and I remember my mom and me talked about it because I told her, I was like, bro, I don't know what to do. And my brothers talked to me, and that's the solution we came up with. So when I got my results, like wow. for everything, I really only had tech and then my zone school because I didn't really apply for. I don't know. It was weird. So cool. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that. And I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. We're not doing Brian. I really don't want to go there. Pick tech, and then that was that. Like high school was a stressful moment. That test was just so stressful. I remember. It did was. Like I remember getting tutoring. I like I remember everything. Like that test was so. Yeah. Well, I didn't get tutoring, but, like, I know, like, that that's the thing that you need tutoring for. And yeah. I had to take two of them shits because I was in a Catholic school. Oh, my so God. So I had to take the tax, which is, like, the test for whatever, whatever Catholic high school. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You wanted to go to a Catholic high school? Hell no. Nah, but oh. I was in, literally, I didn't touch public school for real. I mean, when I was in, like, a daycare pre-K stage, yeah, but until I hit LaGuardia. Hmm. I was in Catholic school from the time I was six until... 13 14 wow yeah so i i wanted to go to public school but 
you know, my mom is the type of person who's, like, similar to me, really analytical, so she wants me to cover all my bases. So I okay. probably applied to, like, 10 wow. schools total unnecessarily. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For high school. Bishop wow. Carney was one of them. They closed down now. And yeah. I feel like it's a trend with me, bro. Everyone tells me this. Like, I just get out right when the getting is good. Like, right before some <laughs> shit go down. Literally. I got type out of Brooklyn before some shit. I got out of LaGuardia before shit got worse. I got out of Cuse before shit got worse. Well, Brooklyn College, I don't know what they're doing right now, but I'm going to just say that, that that continued because I want this to sound cool. <laughs> but, you know. Nah, wow. Education, crazy. Systems of education, crazy, I feel like. Not education is crazy. No, education is crazy, and I feel it like system of education are, systems of education are crazy, mm-hmm. in part with where you live. Like, you've lived here, what, your whole life? Yeah, I've never moved. You know what I'm saying? Syracuse. Okay, so oh, wow. exactly, like, you've lived here your whole life, like, you know, Live in the fucking 90s. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the the day, like, if you don't know, then you're not from the city. You don't know. But, like, you're from the grimy 90s, from the grimy 90s. This is how I explain to people. You know, like, I'm from where Bobby Shmurda and them's from. There you go. There you go. I knew it was real when I was watching the video, like, three years later. And I was like, that's my corner story. I'm fucking dead. How did the 90s get that, the grimy title, though? Like, when do you think that started? Is there any old heads that like? I feel like there's history. It? Well, that's not for like sure. Too. Yeah, it's always it's always been pretty bad. I mean, it's way better now. In re- in the past couple years, it's been kind of getting back there a little bit. Like we, I'm I'm not used to not having cops on every block. Like that's just something that's normal to me. Right. So that's how I judge it. When they go away, I'm like, oh my god, the white people might be coming. Right. They might be starting. They Ooh. they've been back for a minute. I think it's because I don't know. It's, it's been getting a little hot around here recently. A couple people got shot like a couple like a couple months ago during quarantine. Yeah. And we hadn't had a shooting for a minute. But when I was a little, like, toddler, grade school age, there was, like, multiple shootings a week. Like, mm-hmm. that was a regular thing for me. And so, yeah, it was always bad. My parents were in Brooklyn from since late 80s, maybe. They immigrated mm-hmm. from Trinidad. So they experienced... Wow, TNT yeah, in they car. Ex- facts. Super, oh. super. <laughs> Sweet, sweet TNT. That's wow. So, they they've been around these areas since the nineties. My my dad wasn't really a street nigga, but let's just say I can't speak on some shit that he's done. So he probably knows better than me. But he tries to, he's always tried to protect me from that shit. Mm -hmm. You know, to not be like him with a rifle on my lap in a car. But I think it's yeah, it's always. I think part of it was also like GS nine that whole thing. They yeah. went the block over from me when they were out here. Right. You know, then, you know, people get locked up. Things calm down. Things open back up. People get hot again. Mm. It's it's just always a back and forth. It depends on who's in the area at the time. It depends on what the politics are. All that kind of shit. Yeah, but, I, it's funny because as a recording, like, Rowdy is released. Apparently, and, yeah. Yeah, and Bobby, I think Bobby still has a year. But mm-hmm. do you remember how it was, like, after they got locked up? Was it a different energy? Was it, like, a void in the community? So, it's interesting, right? Like, like I'm on 93rd and Clarkson, let's say. They were on, like, 94th and Clarkson. But I never came across any of them because mm-hmm. I was always very to myself as a kid. So, I was always just in my room writing. Or when I started to go to high school, I was just... Any time I was really out of my house was to go to East Flatbush for real, for real, because mm-hmm. that's where I went to grade school, so I would still go to church and stuff there, or to travel, take the three train, or right. stuff like that, or be in the city. I never really hung out out here. It wasn't my vibe. But, so I couldn't really feel the full shift of what was going on, but I definitely did notice that it was less hot 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I can't, like, say for sure. Because, like, like, I tell people, I don't even know people on my block like that. Like, I walk around now, and people are like, you've been here this whole time? I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, I live <laughs> right there. Like, My whole life. Go to like, the corner store every day. Morning. Yeah, I just, I wasn't really in the mix like that. So, I wasn't I super so. aware yeah. of what was going on. Yeah. Which is a good and a bad thing. No, yeah. To my parents, it was a good thing. That's what they wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny, actually, and I'm going to segue a little bit, but, like, you brought up your dad. And, um, you know, how he tried to protect you from certain shit. And, like, me knowing you personally, like, I know the the relationship you have with your father and mm-hmm. like how do you feel like your father has helped you foster like your growth into being an artist and being like the person not even just the person you are today but like more so like in regards to like that element of him consistently like pushing you and motivating you as an individual to like do what you want to do and do what you love to do mm-hmm. so he was probably the first most integral person with me becoming an artist me as a person, like how y'all know my personality, my rap personality, because that's still a part of me, is very much so like more my father and my normal personality is more my mom. So they both really played a big part in who I am. As far as music, though, like he he's a DJ. He's been a DJ for like 20 years, maybe. And I grew up like I didn't grow up listening to projects, listening to albums and stuff like that. That's why. I don't know. I always feel like slightly removed from conversations when people ask me about favorite albums and stuff because I'll, I'll have some, but I always feel like I don't have favorite favorites until I listen to everything that I could possibly listen to and then pick from that. Mm. And I never really did that because I was just, my dad used to have his DJ equipment set up in my house. The The entire apartment building hated him for it. <laughs> like we were getting knocks on it. It was I'm bad. Dead. But I remember being like young, like five and six and seven, younger than that even. And it was just always music blasting in the house whether it was caribbean music mainly Mm. that so i grew up mainly on soca music and calypso and you know he was a hip-hop dj too so he would play that and then once he started to see that i was into rap and it's so funny like because he was a dj he would get certain things first before it would hit certain things Mm -hmm. like radio or whatever and i remember Nicki minaj came out the first song i ever heard from her was i get crazy oh wow right and I heard it when I was, like, seven or eight, and we were parked up in the floors, because that's where my little brother lived at the time. Mm. And we were waiting for him to come out the house, and my dad was like, yo, I got something for you to listen to real quick. He's, like, my friend <laughs> more than anything. He's very stern, because he's still Trinidadian, but right. we're, like, we're like bros. We're not even affectionate. We don't even hug and stuff like that. Like, we're really close, but it's just awkward for us. We just, like, right, you know? And he was like, yo, I got something for you to listen to real quick. And he played I Get Crazy. He was like, this is this new, like, female artist or whatever, and he couldn't even remember her name or whatever. And I was like, I was just like in wow. awe. Yeah. That was like a little bit before Bedrock came out, I think. And so he was the one to introduce me to a lot of rap stuff. When I was going to school and stuff, when you're going to school with other people who do listen to more things. And when Tyler came out and stuff, people got more into listening to projects. I remember in like seventh and eighth grade. Yeah, um, And like Flatbush Zombies came out. Mm-hmm. People were listening to their projects yeah. a lot. Facts. And all of that. But meanwhile, I was still just either listening to the songs I like to listen to on my little pink MP3 player <laughs> that my dad would download from his DJ stuff. So just real out of the way stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, real, not super out of the way, but like things that weren't mainstream yet. So I remember there was a time where I had like Death of Auto Tune on my phone oh, wow, before yeah. it was like real um, Brooklyn We Go Hard. Like just things that a little oh. bit beforehand, but not really the mainstream stuff. Right. And then he would have me 
he was a DJ at a radio station. So mm-hmm. I would be doing homework in the station while all the music is blasting and trying to focus or whatever. Or I would be in the barber shop because he was also a barber and he owned the barber shop. So I would always be in there and everyone knew me there and they would often have conversations about music and things like that. Right. So that was like my main introduction. As I got older and I started to rap more for real, I, I rap from early, but I really started taking it seriously right before high school started. So, yeah, LaGuardia was a good idea then, because as soon as yeah. I got there, that entire year, I was just writing, 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 every day, every day, every day. Right. And once he saw that I started to take more of a liking to it, <clears throat> started to introduce me to more, like, older shit, like, um, Mob Deep, Jay-Z, Foxy, word, word. like, all of the classics. More, more of Biggie, because I was already aware of Biggie, but... When I was, like, beginning high school, he started to give me all these throwbacks to listen to. Craig Mack, all of that. And as time went on, he would just, like, he would he would give, like, his two cents here and there. He was always, he was always um, supportive of me being a rapper, but he was always about me school first. Like, that's, yeah. as a lot of parents are. Yeah. So his thing was always, as long as you do this first, do your thing with this. But this needs to be first. And he noticed at one point that I had started to veer too much toward music versus handling all of my business at once. And then when I would do that, he wouldn't support it that much anymore because he realized, like, I was... He'll back off. And then right. the true West Indian parent jumps out. Super, yeah. super. <laughs> so, but now since he sees, like, you know, I'm graduating 2022 now. So he sees, like, I'm on the path or whatever. So now he puts on puts in a lot more, you know, feedback and things like that, which he kind of always did, like... He would say, okay, you sound really good on faster songs or these kind of beats work for you or I want to hear you on this beat. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's kind of my whole spiel on that. But he was really, really, really important. Still is. Yeah, that's amazing to have, like, parents who are, like, into the culture that, you know, I feel like, wow, that's crazy. Can I ask, like, at what age he comes, like, to BK? Um, I want to say my... So I know my mom was like, he must have been like eighteen. Wow, nineteen. Yeah, so eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, Word. he was. He was already like, In I think 80s, he had graduated. Right? Yeah, yeah, like late eighties. Yeah, yeah, like late eighties. So he was like yeah. eighteen, nineteen, going on twenty. In yeah. your twenties and the nineties. Yeah, for exactly. sure. See, that's like, like that's like so yo. That's there's only things right that there, he's like, telling me. That he had to deal with and shit. And he saw it from now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he tried to protect me so much that he's the type of parent who was always like, when I hit a certain age, he'd be like, I'll tell you when you get to this age. Or I'll tell you at this point. And then when I get to a certain point, he'd be like, okay, I'm going to tell you this because you're here now. But I can't go into detail until... So he was That's always... That's fair, though. That's like yeah. very rational. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I feel like... A lot of us grew up with parents who was like, no, you're just too young. Yeah, like, don't worry about not it. Not gonna specify. Yeah, yeah, like. The child's place. You know, type yeah. shit, but it was never like, okay, you'll understand or I'll let you know at this point. Like, it was always just like, nah, you yeah. don't need to know right now. So I think that that's also very crucial as well. Mm-hmm. I'm I really think, lucky with my parents. Like, You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think your your father has always treated you, or at least like from your expression, with a sense of respect. Um, that was never, like you said, y'all were homies, so it was never this authority kind of, like, yeah, he was stern, but it was never like. I didn't have to fear you, you know what I'm saying? Because you already gave me respect kind of thing. So it was like, yeah, obviously the fear is there because you're still my parent. But, like, you know, there's more of a respect level there that it's not so much like you're not talking down at me. You're truthfully, like, by my side type shit. I think that's important. Like, that's Mm -hmm. that's amazing, honestly, to have not many people I know 
could say that they grew up with a parent like that, or at least yeah. one parent like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let alone having, like, two that, like, are regard, like, would you say your mother's supportive of the music? Yeah, I mean, when I first, I remember when I was in high school, I would come to her every year, because after a certain point, like, after, I w- my parents had a really, really, really rocky relationship, mm-hmm. and my da- my dad, like, wasn't there <laughs> by 10 right. years old around there, so from then on, I've been living with my mother, and we don't always... My my personality is more like my dad when I'm around my mom, so we don't always mesh very well. But like she's always like my emotional stronghold. Like she's that person. Like she she would be the one to be like, okay, like I looked up all these therapists. Mm-hmm. Well, in a Trini accent, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like she's very she likes to be psychoanalytical, and she's she's like back in Yo. school right now, so she's just loving it. Right, my mom too. And, right, <laughs> right. And so she, I would come to her every year. I remember and be like, hey, I think I really want to be an artist. That started when I was like 14. But I was, I never was really confident in myself. So I was like, eh, maybe not. Like, mm. oh. like I'm this little skinny geek bitch with glasses on. Why are you going to listen to me? And she was always kind of like the one who was, I mean, both of my parents were really pragmatic and realistic with me when it came to that. They were both like, look, this is kind of what the statistics would look like if this is what you wanted to do. Like, you have a lot of potential outside of that. We want you to make sure you have something to fall back on, you know, like the regular parent stuff. And so she was on that tip for a while, too. But she was, she's always been more of, like, the, the, the meeker, like, chill, more closed-off kind of person, like, as her personality. My dad is more... Like he's DJ C Barbers and extrovert. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's an int- he's a super introvert. So that's mm-hmm. where I get that from. But he's like he has creative outlets more so. Mm-hmm. My mom is not really on that kind of timing for real. So she wouldn't ha- she didn't really understand the music thing as much as my dad did. Mm-hmm. Because he did it. So he was like, right. Okay, I get it. Like I expected this at some point. But she was more like, Well, why though? Because you can get into all these Ivy Leagues and this then and third, like you could she wants me to be a doctor so bad. Like, right. I'm just like, Mom, I ain't going to nobody's school for 10 years. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, you fucking nah. I ain't doing I it. I respect it, but nah. Mm-mm. I respect I those like, who do it, but it can't be me. Yeah. It couldn't be me, girl. <laughs> and and that money, too, that's bread. But she was that parent. Right. Once she saw that I was still, like, again, like my dad, keeping up with what I need to keep up with and all of that, and she saw that I was actually taking things seriously, like, which I only did once I got to college. Right. So Syracuse was, like, my first time being, like, okay, like, I'm going to actually do this. Then she saw me, like, taking it upon myself to perform more and, like, getting support outside of just the people who, like, directly knew me and stuff. She was, like, okay, like, she she always knew I was talented. She always knew I wrote poetry and stuff. Since then, she's come to one or two of my performances and all of that, so she's very much so supportive. Right. And I'm very lucky for it. But she's also the type of person that's like, oh, don't don't put your camera on me. Da, da, da. So <laughs> don't show me. <laughs> she hate, bro. If I'm on FaceTime, I could be over here like this. She will be quite so by that awning and be like, take off that camera. They could see me. Ah. <laughs> Yo. I'm like, they can't see. So she's the parent that's probably not going to be cool with being like near me in the spotlight mm. if that was yeah. a thing. So, you know, she's one of those. She's supportive, but it's not her cup of tea. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. No, but yeah, definitely. I think growing up with that, like, parenthood in general fosters, you know, beautiful growth as mm-hmm. an artist in general. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting to hear, like, the story now, because, like, 
I hate like I know your music. I know like the energy and bravado you bring to it. I know your personality. So I'm just like, it's funny to hear where how it, where it comes from from mm-hmm. both parents. Now that's amazing. I love when shit line up like that. No, for sure. Yeah. With that being said, though, like you know, you're some people know you as just like an artist and just as a rapper. So with that being said, like, what's up with the music? <laughs> so. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm a perfectionist. And that is why I drop music like once a year. It's like an annual holiday. Y'all always hear from me right around my birthday. But I'm going to be working on an EP next year. I want to start cranking that out. Because I'm in a really like difficult STEM program right now. It's made things hard because, you know, I had to quit work because it takes up so much time and all of that. So, but... I'm working towards getting back on my studio time and all of that. Only good quality from here on out. Word. As everyone knows, I dropped the project this year. And I'm mm. very glad I dropped it. It was to prove to myself Good that... Job. Yeah. I recorded everything in about a month and, like, push it out. Because I know that if I want everything to be the way I want it, it will take forever. <laughs> not it will yeah. not come out. And I was like, you know what? This isn't exactly how I want it. But I'd rather give them a taste of what's to come mm. than to keep hoarding all of my talent. Because mm. I don't feel like that's helping anybody. Word. So I did that. And after I did that, now I'm like, okay, I did that. And now I'm still more comfortable with doing things at my own pace. But at least I can say I, I have the ability to put that aside and just release music. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's definitely coming this coming year. I want to start doing more visuals and stuff. So can you expect more freestyles? I love y'all your freestyles. Really? I, I kind of days, I slowed down on them like on my IG freestyles. I kind of slowed down on them because I was like, eh, they hear enough of me. Like they <laughs> probably just want to hear music now, so I chilled. But if it's if it's a request, I don't mind doing that at all. I think it's a good lyrical flex exercise, if you will. Yeah, yeah, type can't, shit. can't leave without it. Um, that was my favorite one I've ever yeah, done. That's 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 my favorite one too. Um, from your yeah. SoundCloud, and have, do you think it's like? Are you in a whole different place from like where you were from dropping on SoundCloud? Now you've switched to Spotify and streaming. Um, uh, talk mm-hmm. shit was like your latest uh, single. Mm-hmm. So like, what was the you know different you know methodology I guess for like going at you know talk shit with a more like production, whereas like there was like some of the freestyles from a couple years ago. So, I know that like the utmost quality and like putting things out that could be. They have really great replay value because you can bang it on your phone, bang it in a car, bang it on the radio, bang it everywhere. Right. It's kind of like the direction I want to go in. And when I first started out, it was more so just about, I mean, in general, it's always been more about me doing this for me Mm -hmm. than me doing it for money or me doing it for clout or any of that. Because the whole reason I actually started taking it seriously was because, long story short, it was like senior year of high school, I was looking for colleges, didn't know what I wanted to do at all. But I knew deep down that I didn't know what I wanted to do college-wise because I knew I wanted to do music. Mm-hmm. And it was stressing me out because I didn't want to go for it because I was like, I need something practical. Like, this is not what you probably would hear, like, in a couple of my freestyles that I've done, especially, like, the solo Paul's one. I kind of spoke on that a little bit. And I ended up being really, like, I was suicidal for, like, a couple months. And that's what forced me, like, to be like, you know what, I'm just do this. Because I have to do it or else it's detrimental to me if I don't let out what I have to let out. So, as for me, in the beginning, it was always just about getting it out, getting it out, getting it out. So, me being on SoundCloud, all that I was cool with. Me just being at little open mics, I was cool with. Like, that was never a thing to me. But as I go along, I'm like, just, I know people blow up off SoundCloud and stuff. 
but just being heard by a wider audience and kind of just trying to evolve into my best version as an artist mm. and that includes like pulling out all the bells and whistles you know what i mean so i kind of now reserve the whole just get the music get the music out type energy for like my IG freestyles or whatever whenever i'm ready and like for actual music that i put out to be streamed i'm more leaning toward doing things the quote unquote right way just right. yeah just because I could just see myself going in that direction, so I'm pushing myself into that direction because it was feels most comfortable to me when I listen back to things and, you know, how confident I am and how I was able to tweak my voice here, or, you know what I mean? Right. So that's pretty much it. That's where the music is at? Mm-hmm. It's coming, though. No, yeah. The other thing is a lot of people ask me, like, where's the music? Because there's kind of this conception already that artists are... It's, it's always this, okay, I'm trying to blow. I'm trying to blow. I'm trying to blow. Mm-hmm. So it's always about, okay, when are you putting out the next thing? Because we know you're working towards blowing. But I know me, per- okay. <laughs> I know me personally. <laughs> Not fine. Litter bug. I know me personally. I don't want to blow. that aggressively. <laughs> Super. I was like, and he was staring at me too. Yeah, I was, was like, to damn. Say, <laughs> that was strange. Niggas out here be crazy. Anyway, so... I, whatchamacallit, right. (laughs) (laughs) My mind be everywhere, y'all. I feel you. It's so sad. I know that I personally don't want to blow or whatever until I graduate, which is like a year and a half from now. And that's partially because school's taking up a lot of my time, but also because I want to go through more artist development and personal development for myself. Because I feel like we see it a lot of times where people blow too fast and then they can't handle it or their artistry is not up to par yet to keep cranking out what they need to crank out in the time periods they want to crank it out right by or they burn themselves out yeah or they're not even media trained properly (laughs) some some things i think is common sense but you know some people need a little bit more training for stuff like that it's not their their you know whatchamacallit cup of tea expertise yeah Mm -hmm. their forte forte yes you in my head i like that you in my bag Yeah, we got the same here. Now she think we got the same brain. I was a ginger one. Once. Look at you. On the wrong day. On the wrong day. Could have pulled through with the amber waves. We would all have been. We would all. Yeah. Now that would have been. That would have been a look. No lie. Well, you played yourself. But yeah, yeah. Because I want to develop a lot more as an artist. Develop my sound even more. Mm -hmm. You know, I want it to take some more time. So I'm okay with releasing music a little bit further apart until I feel like I'm really there and I can really, like, crank out my shit. More. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. No, for real. I think that that's an interesting way. It's a method. Methodology. Yeah. 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 But that's not the word. It's a methodological. No, it's a- something like that. <laughs> so normally, normally I'm good with words, but y'all got me. You know what I'm saying? That one, it's methodological. a cool way of looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a word, no cap. So I think I'm gonna stick with that. I think I think that's about right. Yeah, something like that. A lot of these people, you know, probably don't know the word we're trying to get at. Even anyway. so, they, so they, they know what you're saying. Even. Point is, they know what you're getting so at. Nah, I think that's a very logical way of looking at it as well. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of just planning out like what you want to do, and I know we spoke about it on our own time about like how that mixes in with the school and like that whole plan. And not like on a personal note, like I know that you got that whole shit like pretty much like planned out essentially. 
And I think that that's dope. I think that, you know, you know what you're doing. So you're mm-hmm. moving in your path how you need to move in your path. Because you know the ability is there. And you know you could blow yeah. up. And I now, still if you wanted like, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I were, yeah. Yeah. I like, feel like my confidence is still not there yet. So that's another thing I'm still working on. The thing is, like, I know I'm good. Like, I don't mean people to tell me that. Right. But, right. you know, there's things that go on up here. Same shit. And it, it, it just, you yeah, know? it's... It can get really tough sometimes, and especially if you're not, even even when you know what your plan is, there's a lot of outside pressures that will get into your head and make you question your own plan, and make you be like, okay, well, I see X, Y, and Z doing X, Y, and Z, and I know I'm just as good as them, like, why can't I do this? And then I have to remind myself, okay, you know that you're a different type of person than they are, especially mentally, because right. I'm trying to get my mental fortitude up, because that's right. something I've always struggled with. And so I know what I need to do for me, but it's still hard to see, you know, people popping off here, popping off here, popping off there. And you feel like you're stagnant and you feel like people are expecting something from you and you're not delivering it when you know right. it's really all part of the plan. Absolutely. But, yeah. You know, I feel like a big quote I've been seeing a lot is like comparison is like a thief of joy. Super. You know? Super true. And, but it's so hard to like put that discipline on yourself, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to like to not watch what you know other men be doing, bro, because then you're not focusing on you know your craft and not focusing on what you should be doing mm-hmm. and i feel like that's that's like a hard thing to to practice you know so kudos to you bro for real, oh, for real. i'm trying <laughs> i'm trying to get better at that it's it's tough when you're trying to like maintain your connections within like the city so all the artists and stuff you know because you want to i'm the artist that supports every other artist whether or not they support me right mm-hmm. so and i've and i've been like that for the past i want to say i've been actually taking this serious maybe two years now right. two and a half years if that so i've always been like really into keeping up with everyone else's stuff because i want to make sure i'm giving my support where it's needed especially in the city because it's not like atlanta it's right. not like right. everyone is just linking up and i mean in some shit. yeah in some areas it's kind of getting like that now right. but it, it hasn't always been that way what's the hardest thing about being an independent artist in brooklyn right now because i definitely feel that you bring up atlanta and like you know how collective they are with, mm-hmm. you know you know as a community but do you feel like it's that here in the city like what's, like i said like what's the hardest thing of like being an independent artist here um it's a couple things mm-hmm. one if you don't have the bread yet it's it's gonna it's gonna be a minute mm-hmm. right yeah. that's one two because it's the city and there's a lot of other things that play into into being viewed with respect as an artist like it's not just your music it's like this is the style capital of the world like this is the money capital of the world like this is one of the club capitals of the world so sometimes it takes having a certain type of sound and a certain type of personality Mm -hmm. to get somewhere quicker right especially if because everyone is not necessarily following the wave right now some people do some people aren't Mm. but i feel like if you fit into what the trend is at any given time, as it is with everywhere else, it's it's like more of a straight and narrow path, like you good. Yeah. Like right now, obviously, drill is real, real popping. Yeah, that, which, that, that sound. Mm-hmm. It's been yeah. for a few years, but it's it's even more so now. Yeah. And I actually released a song with like drill influence, but I made it my own by singing on it and all of that stuff. Because I've been writing to drill beats for a minute, and I love that sound. But... I feel like if you're naturally a drill artist, like that's the main type of music you make and you mainly make trap music and all of that shit and you and you mainly a street nigga and all of that and that's what's popular right now, 
Give that man a Moncler, a Louis belt, right. some Balenciaga sneakers, and he a drill beat, and two bands to flash in the video, and he's good for a minute. Like Type shit, for real. Still, you know, you still have to do certain things to get seen by people, but it's easier to get seen when you fit the mold. Mm. Yeah. Which is what I've noticed. So, for sure. as somebody who... Like, my biggest issue as an artist has always been not knowing my exact sound because I have so many sounds. Mm-hmm. So, right. I know I can't ride any wave, one, because it's not natural to me, but also because if I have so many different sounds, I'm going to feel pigeonholed to even try to jump on this, mm-hmm. and then I know that that doesn't last anyway. Like, that's not my motive for doing it. My motive for doing it is because I love doing it. Yeah. So, that's that's what's hard about being an independent artist. If you don't really fit the mold out here it's not as easy there's people who like many different types of music so you'll always have a kind of fan base anywhere but it's different than having the entire city behind you yeah yeah Damn, son. fuck a mold bro i don't know and i definitely agree bro because all the uh, artists that people talk about in the city look a specific way mm-hmm. their videos look a specific way everything is especially the like... girls mm-hmm. and then being a female it's like it's we always talk about it like money knows it's it's always a conversation in the industry period just because it's obviously different for us but in the city it's especially different why because it's not like i mean a lot of female rappers the mold itself is obviously be sexy um be a little hood right Mm. but out here it's be sexy but be a lot of hood Mm -hmm. because it's new york like it's a very different it's a very different vibe. Type shit. And it's like yeah. a lot of shorties are also now being pushed into going into that drill lane. Exactly. And um, like, you know, like you listen to some of the shit that I haven't dropped yet. Mm-hmm. It's like even me knowing it, like I know that that is not going to pop off in a sense of having the city behind me because mm-hmm. that's not a city sound. And it's like, it is, it's a weird box that I feel like shorties in general are placed into, but especially in the city, it's like you can only really be so much, you know what I'm saying? And it's always been like that, Without especially with calmed. the city. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's always been like that in the city. Like, it started with Kim, like, Foxy, like, all of them. It was this idea of being, like, real sensual and hood. And real hood, you too. You know what I'm saying? Because like, so, I'm, I'm a mixture of everything, and I know that. But I'm also not no street bitch, and I'm not going to say I am. Because right. regardless of where I grew up at, I know what environments are for me and what environments are not. I was up not. in my room writing. Like, like, like I was said, chilling. Like, and it's... It is what it is because it still comes out of me when it needs to come out. Like, right, it's not right. like I'm not a product of my environment of anyway. Course. And I still, I'm still friends with all the people from middle school that was out here. Like, it's not like I'm far right. removed. I'm not a suburban bitch. Right. But, you know, I'm not going to put on a front like I be out here holding Mac 10s and like, do, 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 like, because I'm yeah, not. For a while. I'll right. have somebody do it for me, but <laughs> <laughs> that's but, like, as far that's, as I'm yeah. going with it. And I feel like. Yes, it's the whole be extra sensual, be extra hood, and then there's, like, a very specific route, if you notice. Like, it's, which I'm cool with. I think it's a smart route, but if it's not for you, and it's and you know it's not for you, right. then you kind of got to figure it out, out some other way. Whereas other people can just be like, okay, this is my route. Start stripping at the club. Mm-hmm. Make my bread. Stack my bread. Now I'm in the club. So I'm getting my connects there. The DJs is there. They get my music there. They think I'm fine as fuck. I can finesse these niggas out of whatever. Right. Have them share my music wherever I need to share it. Don't mean I'm fucking nobody, but you know, there's some people who do that too. But that's yeah. a different conversation. Right. And then, you know, but they grow their popularity there. You know, exactly, like, which is smart. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But if Definitely. that's not the scene you're always in, because I've I've been said I want to be a bottle girl, but I can't be a stripper. I don't got ass for that. <laughs> 
but hey, there's strippers with with little to nothing. You just described the Cardi B route, like I know exactly, exactly. I know that's like, exa- exactly, and that's what I'm saying because it takes that to get to like to get to the big DJs in the city and all of that. You kind of have to have a certain look. You have to get your body done. Have mm-hmm. the titties, have the ass, have no waist, have your wig laid at all times, be face, mm-hmm. like cuss and fight, always bitches. Kept, always, right. yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm not fighting no bitch over no nigga to pay for my. <laughs> so wow. it's just yeah, a certain type it. of personality you have to have, yeah. and on top of that, it's like it's it's been like that across America, but I know it's especially prevalent here, where it's like certain things are seen as pros and certain things are seen as cons depending on where you grow up right. like if i had grown up in like long island and white suburbia or some shit certain things about me would be seen more as pros than they're seen here here i'm told i use too many big words here i'm told oh you know everything like that kind of shit right. it's not it's not cool or whatever. it's never been cool to be that kind of kid you know like yeah. the, the nerd or whatever yeah which is cool with me because everybody fuck with me regardless but what I mean to say is the people outside of who know you for real and who know your body Mm. they are gonna view you as oh this person's a fraud or oh this person not really like that when in reality people are just multifaceted Mm -hmm. so that goes along with the mold shit if you don't fit that mold if you're not in the club making sure your music get heard by certain people if you're not you know giving off a certain aura if you're not in the hood with with all the crips like ready to shoot some bitches down then it's it like you like they don't they don't feel it in your music anymore. Right. It's like a weird thing, and people don't really speak on it that much. But I know it's a thing. Like no, it's, it's just absolutely a thing. Yeah. You know, like people. I, I don't know. Everyone here is. I feel like they get stuck in a pocket of mm-hmm. a sound. You know, and it's hard to find people with like a range of like music. Um, I definitely feel like like the people that like my friends I hang out with in college. Like we listen to like different music than like, my friends I would probably chill in the city. Is this not the type of shit? Right, and I get true. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get that. You know, like, this is the music, like, you like. And, like, this is the sound that you fuck with. And it's just, but it's, like, very specific. And I feel like it's just, like, the, the New York City sound. And it's, like, a very, like, I think a lot of uh, scenes are getting put on to, like, UK artists. Or, like, mm. slowly, like, you know, like, that grime shit yeah. a lot more. Because, I mean, that's where a lot of, like, the beat yeah. is originating Basically. from anyway. So, it's, like, I understand I feel like, you like uh, that. I feel like city niggas just always love a good hood story. True. Yeah, you know I'm saying they Absolutely. love they love dudes like Meek. They love Rod Wave. They love dudes like that because it's just like it's like a real nigga essence. There's this whole thing of like authenticity in your music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of kids that grow up, and I feel like you know it's it's respectable that you can understand like yeah, I grew up in a hood of Brooklyn. But, like, I wasn't a, like, you know, I wasn't a hood kid. Like, I was just, like, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I grew up in the hood and that's that. And, like, I am a product of certain shit because of that. But I wasn't out in these streets. I feel like a lot of, like, specifically dudes from Brooklyn, like, really want to be street dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if they weren't. even Even if they weren't. So I feel like. Regardless if they're rappers or not, like, now I'm just speaking on, like, consumerism. Like, that's why they'll listen to a lot of artists with that sound or, like, Mm. that, like, that, like, hood story, that, like, sob story sound because it's this idea of, like, oh, he's speaking to me. And I'm sitting here, like, they take the fact that they grew up in the hood as that correlation of, like, they were hood kids. Mm -hmm. Or, like, they knew hood kids. They knew mad dudes that was locked up. But, like, they were stoop kids. You know what I'm saying? They love that sound. They love that connection. And for some of them, it is that real connection of, like, 
I connect with this artist off the basis of a similar struggle because I was in the streets and because I was doing this. And, like, a lot of Mm -hmm. kids do have that, unfortunately, because a lot of them are products of their hood. That's true. And a lot of black men are, unfortunately, too much products of their hood that they're forced to be that. And they're forced to be, like... Even if it's not their body. Even if it's not their body. And they're Mm -hmm. forced to be put into that system and that realm, especially kids that never go out and that never go to college and that never, like, go to private schools and that, like, never have those, like, alternative ways out the hood kids that go to their zone schools that are in the hood you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like they're wrapped up in a system and i think that that shows in some of them who make music and i think it shows in a lot of them who listen to it in the sense of either one those who actually do relate or those who want to relate so bad because they really wanted to be straight dudes because they grew up in environments like that like they think they're that and some of them aren't you know what i'm saying but i do agree i think that a lot of people um don't understand this aspect of being multifaceted because it's like People who don't know you might listen to something like talk shit and be like, Des? Like, she mad, like... Exactly. Lil' Des, like, she mad, calm, doe-eyed, like... Not doe-eyed. You know, no, (laughs) doe-eyed is a fact. I explain to you, I have to say doe-eyed because I'm like, wow, I've known that since, like, the the day I met you. Big-ass deer headlights, feel me? That's true. No, that's literally the best way to describe. That's the character trait. But it's like, And people will be like, there's no way that, like, People will be like, there's no way, like, talk shit, like, you made this, like, nah, this was fraudulent. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, and it that's not, that's me. and that's not fair to you as, like, as a mm-hmm. human, as an artist in general. Nah, but I think that that's, that's a good point. And I, it was funny, like, that we were talking about that, and it just, like, threw me back to literally, like, I don't know, yesterday, the day before, like, I was chilling with somebody, and, like, they were on Oaks, and I was listening to, like, his music, and I was, like, this is a very specific pocket, like, this is a very specific, like, niche mm-hmm. of, like, that kind of, like, hood-ish, like, kind of sob story sound type shit. And I'm just like, huh, this is interesting. Right. Like, and it's and like I, you know who I, to play what around, too, And I, You know when who I'm around, like, like, when I'm around city dudes, like, back home, like yeah, you said, like, playlist, yeah. like, I have a certain, you know, oh, wow, look at that. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Like, today. you have a certain, you have a certain thing because, but I realize that, like, a lot of, a lot of hood kids from the city, their range is not like that. Exactly. Their range or if their is, range is that, they're shamed for it. Like, you're not yeah. going to hear niggas out here playing Smino. No, not at all. You're yeah, not, not, even not. though Smino is fire. Yeah. Or JID. J-I-D. Yeah, I, no, I, you're I not going to hear... I don't know hood niggas that's like, again, in that pocket, that'll gladly say they, they've ever listened to Tame Impala. Tame Impala is fire, yeah. bro. Tame Impala is... Tame Impala is fire. Musically, like, that's like, wow, bro, that's great music. Like, you know, yeah. James Blake doesn't miss, like, great... You know, these are like these are artists that I be thinking about. I'm like, nah, niggas don't like they and they would inject it. They listen to it, and it's like I know some that do, but again, they had the opportunity to go to schools where more people, or go to like outside where they were able to then be around people who weren't gonna shame them for it. But they knew in the back of their head, okay, but when I go back to hood and I'm chilling with my homies, I can't play this shit. Like, I can't even jack it. I can't nah, this shit. What? What the fuck is you talking about? Like, you know, like. And that's unfortunate. And that's I, that's why I wouldn't even judge from it because mm-hmm. I came from going living in the hood, going to school in the hood, only being in the hood, never really left the hood, you know, except to go shopping or something, to going to LaGuardia with mad white kids, mad theater heads, mm-hmm. mad, mad so theater it was heads, literally, mad theater heads, sorry. It was literally, and even and being mad in that kids school, from like families that do that shit, like. I know a lot of Madonna's kids. Madonna's daughter was there when I was there. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Like I know we were a in lot the same of gym class. I know like, a lot of kids that went to LaGuardia yeah. whose like families were embedded into that shit as well. So they also come from like prestige in a way. Exactly. And it's crazy because you're one of those kids. 
because of your father, but people would never see you like that. Oh, when were, like, like a kid who, that? like, came mm-hmm. from that history, but people didn't see you like that because there was kids, like, Madonna's daughter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Not you facts. were dead ass embedded. It was, like, it was different as fuck because, like, before I went to that school, never had vocal training a day in my life. Mm-hmm. Never really, like I said, only staying in front of people for a row by myself once. Like, right wasn't really like that and then when i got there everybody there had been trained niggas had went to mark twain niggas had been on, like child stars and you know what i mean so just <laughs> going to that st- in location i don't know if we got jack and jill here but jack and jill's being like the south and shit jack like- and jill a couple of my friends shout out nia she was one of my close friends in high school we're, we're not close anymore but we, we're cool she was in jack and jill like that you know like jack and jill shit like that like you know I know kids who went to LaGuardia who, like, ended up, like, fucking working for Alvin Ailey and shit. Like, why? Oh, yeah, that's like, my friend, Amir. He's an Alvin Ailey. Crazy. Shout Alvin, out, Amir. We're supposed to be Alvin on a track Ailey just now. Alvin Ailey is fire, Go listen yo. to Brooklyn. I don't Shout know. Out. I don't know how they treat not y'all. Not Amir, Amar. Sorry, bro. I don't know how they treat y'all, feel me, but, like. I'm not, I have not slept. But the production of Alvin Ailey, like, how y'all put y'all yeah, shit on, fire. I don't know how they treat y'all, though. I hope they treat y'all right. Because and then I, one of them, I be hearing they treat like dancers, especially ballet dancers, crazy, bro. Like, no, yeah, you know, like nah. Then another dancer that I was cool with in high school, she was on dance. This was stars. No, so you think you can dance? So you think you could dance? Yeah, mad kids so, who went to Juilliard and shit. Like what? Like so it was that's, that was yeah. the environment that opened yeah. me up, and that's where I learned my love for classical music. Like I just. So many different things. And so I was really blessed to go to that school. But I understand, like, most of my friends still went to school out here. Right. So I was on a totally different timing than they were. And I was only seeing them maybe three times a year. So most of the time I was by myself or in school. Or, and I, I'm never the type of person to, like, be around my friends that often or whatever. So it was really just me processing what I was exposed to at the time. And being mm. exposed to so much more is what made me so multifaceted. But, like, as far as the hood shit, it's, like, I think I was watching um, one of y'all's old interviews. I think it was with Brandon. Shout out, Be Smooth. Hey, Shout out, Be Smooth. And y'all were sp- talking about Vlad and shit. Oh, yeah. And that, that, sp- that speaks on this because it's, like, I can completely understand the value in the hood music and the street shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I listen to it all the time, too, because I'm from that environment. Like, I see the shit that goes on. It's not right. like I'm far removed from it. But even the people far removed from it feel a pressure to want to be on that shit because that's what's pushed. Yeah. And why is it pushed? Because. Why are you walking that close to my car, my nigga? Anyway. Sorry. Yeah, he. <laughs> I like completely forgot we were recording for a second. No, because I saw like, him pass here before. Bro, so yeah, yeah nah, because when I saw him the first time, I mean, mad hard. I was like, I. Right. And then I saw him in my windshield, dumb clothes. Bro, this is why I need All to you need in the back Right, bro. Like, horror movie. This is why I need to be strapped. Put that shit on my... What, nigga? Right. Anyways, so... Yeah. Why is that shit pushed? It's because black trauma is profitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's literally it's a commodity, it. bro. It's a clicks. Yeah. It is, because white commodity. people don't really value that shit, or else they would be moving in droves to be part of the hood. Only some of them do that. So it's like white people are in charge of the industry at large, and they're all pushing the street shit because they know that it's profitable. Bro. They know that... Black bodies are always studied from a pathological lens as, like, mm-hmm. products of struggle. Literally. So it's, like, that's why this whole thing, like, that's why I've seen, like, I've seen this, like, tweet or, like, this notion that, like, we should stop saying black excellence because it's just excellence. And it's, like, mm-hmm. when we put that black in front of it, like, we mm-hmm. continue to further that notion that, like, black people are not destined to be excellent. You know what I'm saying? That they are not right. uh, products that are prone to be excellent um, because nobody ever says it's, like, white excellence is just oh, that's excellent. It's like, that's an excellent movie, this, that, and the third. Like, but no, people say that's an excellent example of, like, 
black excellence in a movie or like this that, and the third and it's like removing that notion and it's like just that aspect of like black trauma in and of itself is so profitable yeah. that's like the best way to say it but True i have words. mixed feelings about that just mm. because it's kind of it gives me i don't see color vibes it does give me i don't see because, color. I, okay because yeah. like yes it is just excellence right mm-hmm. and but but it's still different right like i coming from just me speaking on myself when i went to college i only went to syracuse because i got a full academic scholarship Mm. and it was within a thing that i was like one out of i think 40 people who was chosen and i was the only black person Mm. so it's like it's excellence but it's a different type of excellence when you're black because there's everything stacked against especially if you're from the hood yeah Especially if you're a black woman. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're a black queer, queer woman. woman. Absolutely. Yep. Right? So having all of these different intersections means Matters, something yeah. different in the scope of things. Because, yes, it's still excellence and we want people to realize that. But it's like that that kind of, what will I say, jump over the moon won't happen for decades still. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to be the same for a long time. Right. And until it is the same, it needs to still be differentiated because... It's just a totally different thing. Like, my excellence is not Bobby's excellence. Because right. Bobby's excellence means that Trump was his father and he had mad bread. So he got paid to get into UPenn. Mm-hmm. And he's gooch after that. Or he could work at daddy's company after that. I'm coming from a place where my parents didn't come from much of anything. Right, absolutely. Right? Especially if you immigrate here. If you had shit back in, in the, the Caribbean, you don't have that when you get here. Yeah, definitely not right parents who didn't graduate college all that shit so when you come out of that and you're able to get around that and excel at that it's a very it's a very different thing than just everyone else's excellence yeah Yeah, i feel the same way bro Mm -hmm. interesting a lot of of gems a lot of food for thought yo um but with that we are coming into our last segment of the lingo so it's lingo talk with the lingo as always you know, being another Brooklyn head, we got to ask you, like, what's your favorite lingo that you ever heard? Like, it don't matter if you grew up, it don't matter if you said it, like, anything, any kind of, whether your pops used to say it, any kind of favorite New York Brooklyn lingo. There's a few that come to mind. Okay. The first thing was day room. The second thing day was... Day room, yes! Second thing was, thing was shitting me. Shitting me! Yeah, um, two for two on this season. Shitting me. We gonna get we gonna get all your Brooklyn niggas to say shitting me on this season. Say, what word do I use the most? Damn. Day room is a classic. Day room is, day a, room classic. is a classic. Because you can't explain day room to nobody. Because you can't, bro. You gotta just be like, all right, you know him? That's a day room nigga. And that's the best way you can explain it. You gotta yeah. show somebody a day room nigga to like explain like, it. There's the no way, way Fab dresses. You think that's Daru? Now. Compared to... Yeah. Now? Compared to what he did? Like, the ones that people be calling out, the, the, the fits people be calling out, like, damn, he really pop out in that? Okay. Yeah. I see what you're talking that's about. Day room that's Daru. That's Daru. I mean, I've been in a day room for, before. I ain't judging yeah. shit. Shoot, we be tired. We be... We be tired? <laughs> Cataracts. I don't know. Shit, you can't see colors and shit. I don't know what you what goes on in your head. Oh, my God. But day room shit. I ain't judging me. shit, but if you day room, you day room. We've all day been day room, room. and in some capacity wildin is always wildin wild as a total like wild far no dumb far Far, dumb far yeah wait somebody did a poll what's further dumb far or wild far dumb or was it dumb far or mad far I don't remember I think it was mad far was it it was like 
Or is it meant for a waffle? I don't know, but... I've seen it, too, though. You've seen it, too, right? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was like a flip. It was like yeah. dumb far and, like... I don't remember if it was mad far or wild far. It was mad far and dumb far. I think it, it was, was mad dumb far and dumb far. far. I think it was, it was mad far and dumb far. Because wild far and dumb far... Because somebody else said wild far and dumb far, and I was like, see, I can't answer that. Because she it's way, far. it's she way closer in... Yeah. Wild and mad is like... Hmm, that seems like... Yeah. Now, wild and mad. dumb, to me, is, yeah. like, too close. Like Because it's 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 like... It's how pungent you are behind yeah. it. Like if there's an oh that's nah, a dumb far. Like, oh, if it's like oh nah, that's wild far. Exactly. Yeah. Like oh if, no, that's wild. It's it depends how how much they extend the word. Bro. Yeah. Like, it's like it's like or no, nah, that's a dumb far. Like if you just tell me no, nah, that's dumb far. The more like, of the that's eye, not that far. The more of the eye you take out of yeah. wild, the worse it is. Like yeah. you say, oh that's wild far. Versus that's wild far. Like, that's wild far. Let me just put an A and an H. Yeah, nah. That's how you know it's bad. That's a fact. Okay. But I I like that. Is there anything else? Grimy. Grimy. I say grimy all the time. Grimy. I just say grimy all the time. Literally, that's in every 16. (laughs) No, yeah. Grimy. Greasy. Greasy. I like mm. grimy a lot. Greasy, Trish. I like... Trish! Trish! Trisha! Dirty Diana. <laughs> Trisha's Don't one of my favorite. Don't get a before you come get a section. Trisha's one of my... Trish, Trisha, Trishy. Trish. All those variations... Of Trish. Of Trish are ugh, so uh, amazing. Is there anything else? Damn, that's like the main ones. I'm trying to real think right now. Uh, shoot, it's like on the tip of my tongue, but it's not there no more. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Another one. Yeah, facts. But man, I think you got all like the, the heavy hitters. Heavy hitters, yeah, the facts. Heavy hitters. Nah. Heavy hitting like a pen. It's the obese hitters for me. Oh my God. Nah, yo. That's, that's the problem. Destiny with two eyes, not a Y. Thank you for coming on the lingo. Yo, it was great to have you. Absolutely, it was great to bro. be here. Nah, yo, we learned a lot about you. Um, Tune in to. Her project, Golden Child, that dropped this year. Her new single that dropped this year, Talk Shit. Uh, tune in to that EP next year. Uh, with that being said, y'all, y'all know me. It's your homie ATM. It's your boy O. And it's your homie Des. That's the problem. R.I.P. Pop. Feel me? Uh, with that being said, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in to... Episode 3. Episode 3 of Season 4. Um, stay up and be easy. Peace. <laughs>